Man, you guys, I just, we just seem to have really, really bad luck with cars. Every car Aaron and I have ever owned together have had some form of issues with them. Some of the most recent ones have had a lot of issues. So, um, kind of going to give you a rundown of that and tell you some mini story times about how just shit sometimes these things can be. Like, literally, I don't know what's, if it's just like bad luck or what, but we just seem to, I don't know. <laughs> uh, if you want to get the little rundown of my history of bad luck with cars, Feel free to keep listening. And if you don't, I got six seasons worth of stuff for you to go listen to. Have at it. Um, and if not, feel free to check out someone else too. I really don't mind. Anyways, uh, keep listening because I'm going to get into it. Alright. Do you want to know how insane the economy has gotten? I mean, I'm sure I don't have to tell you. I'm sure you watch the news. But back in like the late 80s, early 90s, people on air, like we make enough to survive, barely. But back in the 80s or 90s, we would have been doing good, like on air and salary, even with me not working. And now we make enough to barely scrape by every month, like, because the economy's insane and COVID and shipping and, like, importing, exporting, all that stuff, like, and then inflation, inflation is nuts, and jobs don't want to pay what you need to survive. Like, if you were, if you were me, you would be, like... Or anyone else on an entry-level job, you're probably making minimum wage, which should be enough to survive. That's the point of having a minimum wage, is to have the minimum amount of money that you would need to survive. And it very clearly is not, because I know a lot of people who work these kinds of jobs um, and are leave, living with several, either several roommates or their partner who has a much better job than them. Or their partner who also works one of these jobs and their partners or their parents or or like other family members. Like, it's nuts. And it's sad, like, to, to think that, like, minimum wage you used to be able to afford to buy a house and a car and all this stuff and have a good life even on minimum wage. And now you, you if you have minimum wage, you're literally like one step above being homeless if you don't have someone to help you get through and pay all your bills like that's insane isn't it that's insane to me especially to go from from this to that in like 30 years that's not that long of a time like that's I don't know it's just crazy and it's mind-boggling to me to think about that because when I was a kid gas was like two something and now gas where I live is like almost four dollars and actually almost five in some places, depending on where you go. Um, yeah. Health insurance. All health insurance. 
is super expensive except for Medi-Cal and Medi-Cal they literally just want to do the bare minimum for you to basically keep you alive other than that you're fucked and let's see what else cars homes everything you know I mean you don't necessarily need a car to survive but if you don't have a car riding the bus while while practical and convenient when you don't have a car if you do it enough it also adds up and gets expensive last time i rode the bus it was a dollar 25 last i heard from a friend who uses the bus it's almost three dollars now so if you're taking the bus to and from work every day that's almost like that's like six something a day just to take the bus to and from work if you buy a monthly bus pass you will save money but it's still pretty expensive at the time of buying the pass it's like 30 bucks like that's as much as a driver's license like it's kind of weird and kind of nuts so when I first started hearing of all these like mass amounts of people just quitting minimum wage jobs and even jobs that aren't minimum wage um, because they're you know not getting paid enough not being treated well I was kind of shocked at first but then when as time went on like I started getting it because I've also been in that boat kind of you know not gonna mention any names but we all know the place I'm talking about anyways <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's like insane to me, like, and I also think it's hilarious that like employers are talking about how they're so like discouraged and like butthurt and upset that people that they offer jobs to aren't showing up or aren't calling them back when literally companies have been doing that to people looking for jobs, just trying to survive for fucking years. Like you'll promise us like, Hey, we'll call you for a second interview or we'll call you to let you know. And then you never hear anything back from them ever at all. So like now that the shoe's on the other foot and now they're mad, like anyways, um, that being said, were you shocked? By how bad the economy's gotten, were you shocked by the whole workers' revolt to finally make a living wage where you can actually survive on it? Um, or are you one of those people who are, like, mad that people want to actually earn a living wage? Because I know there's a lot of people out there who think minimum wage workers don't deserve more money. Okay, boomer, but, like, yeah. Which one are you? I personally think that, you know, if you have a job, you deserve to at least make enough money to survive by yourself without any help. I mean, it, you don't need to make enough to, like, purchase an entire house or an entire car, but at least enough for, like, a rent payment or, like, food. You know, things you need to survive. Alright, on to my bad luck streak with cars. And it's kind of a doozy. Some of these things are kind of a doozy. So, uh, let's just get into it because there's a lot to cover here and a few different stories to hear. So, let's get started. Of course, I can't tell the story without telling the story of the first car we ever owned together. It was an old minivan from my parents. Um, basically I just traded them my little white car that I loved so much for their old minivan and literally like had that 
not even a year. And someone hit me, someone T-boned me in it, and completely totaled it. And so for like, two, like nobody was injured luckily, but like, all I remember is everything was going great, I felt great, was in a good mood, but for some reason had this like weird vibe that something was going to happen, I just didn't know what. And Hans from Frozen was with me that day, and we were running around doing our thing, and we kept making comments about... We're in such a good mood and it's such a good day. Something is going to happen. Like, something's going to come fuck it all up. Oh, and it did. It did. Um, yeah, and then there was just, like, a bunch of issues with, like, the tow truck company. Even after we paid them, they were trying to say that we didn't pay them. And then... The other guy who was in the accident trying to say that I owed him money for a new car when I'm like, bro, you hit me, so you owe me money for a new car. But like, I don't even know. Just like a lot of, a lot of weird shit and <sighs> too many details to get into, too hard to explain. Overall, basically what wound up happening is... Don't have a car for two years. That's the gist of it. Because that was the end of 2013, I think. And when I say the end of 2013, I literally mean it was like just after Christmas time, like the last few days of 2013. So that's why I said in the beginning of this, like, we're going to go back to 2014 because it was basically 2014. So for two years, did not have a car after that. Took the bus everywhere actually kind of liked it, didn't mind, because I don't mind walking places, like, I actually really enjoy going on walks, so with that didn't bother me. So, fast forward, it is now May of 2014, or 2016, sorry. So it's now May of 2016, Aaron is, is now at a newish job for him but now it's his old job he was doing in-home supportive services so basically he was somebody's in-home nurse and I was still working at the grocery store at the time so they go down him and his brother go down and they buy this little blue car because I'm pregnant so we can't not have a car like we were living up here with no car so we can't not have a car now with a baby like I mean we could but we could afford to have a car, so we wanted one. And we got that one, and then a couple weeks later, we got my Honda CRV. And I gotta tell you, I loved that CRV. That was, oh my god, that was the best car I've ever had. I literally had no issues with it, none whatsoever. It ran like a dream, it was clean, like everything was awesome. Like, unfortunately you'll hear what happens to it in a minute but like everything starts off great we both have a car now we're both working like eventually the battery on my car went dead and even though Aaron was working he wasn't working as many hours as me, so with our two working combined, like our two salaries, paychecks combined, like we were waiting for the right time to get a new battery for me. So my car just kind of sat there for a little while because every month we do everything and then 
and then barely have enough to get groceries. So it was like, because he literally was not making anything. He was making like two or three hundred dollars a month, and I was doing everything else on a grocery store salary. So we really, really did not have the money to like pay the insurance and everything else, and then add a new battery on top of that, and then add like the service charges of putting the battery in and all that. So we waited a while thinking it's cool, like whatever, fine. It took us moving to a Aaron getting a new job and us moving after, of course, after giving birth to Lex to a new apartment for us to finally fix the battery in my car. And by that time I had already become a stay at home mom. So I'm like, I kind of need the car like, because you know, now I have a kid, like, it needs to run. Anyways, so I had the car for a few months. It was great. I could, like, load likes up in the car. We would go for drives. We would go to the park. We would go visit my family. It was awesome. Then comes the point of, like, okay, well, we're only on one income right now, so we gotta get rid of one of the cars. And his car was already having issues due to an accident he got in. It wasn't even really an accident. He kind of slid off the road a little bit, jacked up our bumper, jacked up a lot of other stuff. It was out of alignment for months. And then just like problem after problem kept coming up. Like we would like have leaks somewhere and have to get them fixed. We'd have to put it back into alignment. We'd have to, you know, we had to fix the bumper. Like we had to fix the tires, just like everything. And I kept telling him like, Every couple months, something, some issue keeps popping up with your car. Like, how about we sell yours and keep mine? Plus, mine was bigger. It was an SUV. It could fit Lex and all her stuff. But nope, nope. He was just insistent that he wanted to keep the little blue car. So we wound up doing that. Mistake. We wound up getting... This guy was his quote-unquote friend, and he ripped us off for... Over $2,000 for the stupid car because we wanted 4000 for it. Came by, paid us. Aaron allowed him to pay. I told Aaron not to do it. Aaron allowed him to pay 1500 in fucking quarters. In fuck, I'm not kidding you. We had two giant bags of fucking quarters. Like we could have went and beat someone to death with it. And I told Aaron, I don't want the quarters. I want all the money up front. Do not give him the car. Can you guess what happened? Yeah. 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 He did exactly the opposite of what I said. And then not only that, this dude kept getting tickets and refusing to register the car at DMV in his own name. So the tickets kept coming to me. Like, what the fuck? So I finally had to go down to the DMV and be like, look, bro, I don't even own this fucking car. Like... So, yeah. But anyways, um, like I said, we did not just have technical issues with Aaron's little blue car. If you want to hear about that, keep listening. So it's like the middle of summer now towards the end, kind of like beginning of August-ish. And I get pulled over in the little blue car because I went to pick up Lex. Apparently, the license plate the dealership had sent to us, that was, or the, someone had sent to us, either the DMV or the dealership, I don't remember which one, sends you your license plates. But the license plates did not match the car. How did this happen? 
Apparently, when the people sold their old car to the used car lot, they had duplicate copies of all the paperwork. So technically, in a way, they still owned it. So their license plate was registered to the DMV for our car and not ours. How that happened, I don't fucking know. But I remember going to the dealership and telling them, like, hey, like, this is what's happening. And then going to DMV and telling them, hey, this is what's happening and having to register my plates with it. And then having to tell the dealership, like, what do I do? And literally the dealership was in the middle of a legal battle with them at the time to get the duplicates um either destroyed or sent to the dealership to be given to us because basically they'd went to the dealership saying we want our car back and the dealership was like well we already sold it like and then they were like but we have papers and the dealership was like well you shouldn't you know what I mean so um yeah long story short what came of the lawsuit is the couple obviously lost and we wound up getting to keep the car and after we had the plates registered in our name, we had no more issues with them or the plates or anything like that. So that was good. But this was not the last issue our car freaking had, dude. And about this time too, I had started actually really liking this car because I would take the kids to the park. I would take the kids to see my family. Like, this car was like my lifeline, like out of this place because it's such a tiny town and i most people I know here don't have kids and are usually at work during the day. So it's like, mm, okay. And most of the people I work at the grocery store now, I don't really see around a lot and I don't really talk too much unless I run into them somewhere. So, um, you know, or on Facebook. So, um, yeah. So this car really was my lifeline being able to go and do stuff with the kids because, yeah. Anyways, um, keep listening because it's just going to get weirder. So finally everything starts going great with the little blue car. We're using it all the time. We're having really no technical difficulties. We're doing regular maintenance on it. We've, we've always done regular maintenance on it or always did when we had it and everything was fine until one day. And this is of course during quarantine when we're trying to go to the park and we're trying to go to the river and do things that are outdoors and like that'll be fun for the kids and not just all of us sitting in the house all the time because Aaron wasn't wasn't um, able to go to work at that time either. He was furloughed, so all of a sudden we're running errands because we've planned a lake or a Basin Creek River Day with our friend, and boom, Aaron tells me the car is losing power. Like I don't know what's wrong. Like I can only get up to like 25, 30 miles an hour, and that's when I'm flooring it. Like something is wrong. I don't know what's up. Something is wrong. And I'm like, oh shit. So like, it does this all day. Like we never, I, I'm surprised we may even made it to Basin Creek because it's up some pretty steep hills, but we did and we floored it the entire way. But here's what we noticed. When we got in the car to go home, the car was fine. Everything worked fine. But like that first half of the day, the car was like not working. So anyways, um, Yes, for a little while, everything goes fine, and then we start realizing sometimes it'll do the losing power thing, and we're not able to do it and make our car go faster than 30 miles an hour, And but other times it's fine. Here's the thing. Part of it was the heat, and when the car would heat up, a certain area in the car was, you know, going out, and we didn't know it. Um, 
I'm not sure which part Aaron would be able to tell me, but he's in bed right now, as are the kids. So, um, but part of the, a major component was going out, and we had no idea, and that's that's one of the signs of it. And me not knowing much about cars other than how to check my oil and change a tire, you know, had no idea. And Aaron knew something was wrong, and we kept having the guy run tests, and everyone kept telling us, like, we can't find anything wrong. Even though there's clearly something wrong, but they couldn't find anything wrong. So we were just like, what the fuck? So if we just don't let it get too hot and we don't let it stop at stoplights too long, like, we should be okay. We make it to December, baby. We make it all the way to December 1st. We're having that um, Thanksgiving dinner at my grandma's that everyone missed because people were sick. Yeah, we're having that at my grandma's. Anyways, I put Max in the car to go home. Everything's fine. Car's running fine. Halfway home engine boom goes out dies completely i was able to somehow coast my car safely with being able barely able to move the wheels and barely able to use the pedals at all safely to this small side road in the middle of nowhere and the creepiest part is okay i'm a woman alone out there with my baby like People, and now these aren't people getting out and coming to the car to like check on me if I need help. No, they were pulling up behind my car or next to my car or across from my car and just like staring at me. And so I made a point to be on the phone with either Sandra or Aaron the whole time. And thank God Aaron was able to come and have triple A tow the car back to our apartment. But still it was so like scary. Like I was out there for maybe a good hour with People, random people pulling up to the car and just like sitting there, sometimes for 10-15 minutes, just staring into my car and just staring at me. Like, alone. In the mountains. In the woods. At nighttime. By myself. In a car that doesn't run. So like, I can't, you know what I mean? So... Alright, so finally January of last year, we get the car, the new car. I'm... I'm in love with the new car, like, everything is great, everything's amazing. Get stuck in that hole doing DoorDash. If you haven't heard my adventures in DoorDashing episode a couple episodes back, uh, go listen to it if you want to know what happened, but I somehow got stuck in a hole in the car, was able to be pulled out, but after that, we started having issues. Again, this is something I expected because, you know, something like that happens, you're gonna kind of have issues, or you might. So, um... We, get, we load up in the car one day to go to my grandmother's. Car overheats so bad that it literally shuts itself off and we have to coast to the side of the road. Call AAA. Have difficulties with that. And aren't able to get them out to us. So we have to drive five minutes at a time down the road. Because our car would cool down a little bit. We drive a little bit. It'd heat back up. We'd pull over. Cool down a little bit. Drive a little bit would heat back up, we'd pull over. So we finally got back into town. A drive that usually would take us like five minutes took us like 20 minutes. But we got to the first gas station we saw and we realized, you know, it's our liquids. Like they're leaking from somewhere. We need to fill it up. So we fill it up with everything we can, water, coolant, whatever we can buy from the gas station. Fill it all up. Drive the rest of the way home after waiting a little bit for it to cool down all the way. And eventually are able to get it to our mechanic who basically finds out our water pump has died and is like 
completely dead almost so we get that replaced again no issues no problems no nothing everything is great everything's going good or at least we think so all right so about a month or two ago aaron ran to the store it was just gonna be like a quick thing get a couple things and come home right i start realizing he's been gone for like two hours it does not take two hours even to go major grocery shopping for us, so I'm obviously a little concerned. I call him to see what's up, and he tells me he's waiting on AAA to come jump the car because it completely died on him. And he just needs to jump, and then we're going to be good to go. So that that's all fine and great. Everything goes off without a hitch. Again, everything's going great for us until a few weeks later... Or like two weeks later, I'm at my grandma's visiting. I'd been to see Sandra, all this other stuff. And I get the kids loaded in the car. I get it, you know, turned on to get some warm air flowing in there. And I come back to start it up and leave. And the car's dead and needs to be jumped. So, of course, my mom, being the saint that she is, comes out. lets me borrow her jumper cables because we didn't have any in the car at the time. And... Jumps my car, starts it, everything's been fine since then, until today. We're leaving, because it's Lex's birthday, we're going down to see my grandparents and my mom, and all those guys, and we pull into the gas station, obviously you leave the car on aux while you pump so the kids can have music and warm air, because it's snowing here and it's cold and it's freezing. I ran in to take Lex to the bathroom, I come back, car is dead. So, I literally had to drive while Aaron pushed the car to the Les Schwab behind the gas station and had them, like, run a test on the battery. Um, their little battery charger thingy didn't work on our car. Apparently, according to AAA guy, it was crap. So, we call AAA. So, now, remember, our window is stuck down. It's... It's been snowing here the last couple days. It wasn't snowing when this happened, but it still was like 36 degrees. So everybody's freezing, even though we're all, we all have jackets and long sleeves and all that on. We're all still freezing because we're in a car in 36 degree weather, freezing cold, just waiting to figure out what to do because Les Schwab wanted to sell us this bells and whistles, all this extra shit battery for $250. And so... Aaron was just like, uh, no thanks, I, whatever. So we have an emergency fund, but our emergency fund is set up with his brother. So we had to call his brother and see, like, can we get the money? Like, we need the money so we can buy the battery and leave. We sat there for an hour trying to figure out, would it be cheaper to get it from AAA or like what's going on? So we called AAA and they told us, by the way, it's 2 p.m. They told us as soon as they would be there was 4 59 p.m. Now, for towns as small as we are, we only have two drivers. And, yeah. So, of course, everyone's cold, freezing. Everyone's bitchy because everybody's like, doesn't want to be stuck in the cold and freezing, but has no freaking choice. So, we go get the kids dollar hamburger from McDonald's because it's like right there they eat. And then we you know, sit there and wait for AAA to come. Luckily, they didn't take till 4.59. They took until about 3 o'clock. Thank God I did not want to sit there for three hours. It did take about a good hour to get from, you know, 
checking the battery from the Les Schwab guy to someone coming and jumping it. The AAA jumper machine that they have actually did so good on our car that it made it all the way to the valley and back without any problems. But tomorrow we're just going to call them again and have them come replace it because he pretty much told us like, yeah, he can jump it, but soon he's going to have to jump it again. So we might as well just replace it because the battery is super old. It's like seven years old. So he recommended we replace it and very, very soon. So, um, that's what we're doing tomorrow. <laughs> but yeah, it, it was a day. It was a day. It was a day. But we got through it and we're all right. We're all all right. We were a little cold, a little bitchy, but we're all fine now. Um, everyone else is asleep and I'm getting my time to myself because it was a fucking day. <sighs> so the truth bomb I'm going to drop on you today isn't some like philosophical, mental, emotional BS stuff that I spew at you all the time about how you should like be nice to yourself and surround yourself with loving kindness. No, no, no. Today it's, if you have a car, do regular maintenance on your car. Change out your batteries every three to five years like suggested. Check your oil once a month like suggested. Change your oil every however many miles your car handbook tells you. You know, rotate your tires, change your tires, take care of your car. Really take care of your car because it's a big investment and it's an expensive investment or can be. And the less maintenance you do and the longer you let shit go, the more expensive it is going to be to fix. So that being said, really, really put car maintenance and home maintenance as well because homes are even more expensive and can have even worse problems and then you have to live in it. So, um, but yeah. Make If you have a big investment like a car or a home, make sure to take care of them. Make sure to do the regular maintenance that you need to do. Just And, you know, hopefully you'll be able to save yourself a lot of time and a lot of pain by doing these things. Alright, my lovelies, it's time for me tell you how much I love you and how beautiful you are and that if we ever cross paths I will buy you tacos and touch you a little butt if you give me consent of course all right bye